1: Welcome to the Drabblecast, episode 173. The Drabblecast is a weekly flash fiction podcast magazine that brings strange stories by strange authors to strange listeners, such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. Got a story this week that's going to rock your socks off, Seattle grunge style. But first, a Drabble. Drabble, drabble, drabble. Drabbles are stories exactly 100 words. Send yours into Drabblecast at yahoo.com. This week's Drabble is Sunday Go to Sockin' by Vela Damon. Vela lives in Texas, but she doesn't have a horse or a cowboy hat. She looks terrible in hats, and a horse probably wouldn't be too comfortable crammed into the garage with all the holiday decorations and half-finished projects. She hasn't won any impressive awards or unimpressive awards, but her short stories have appeared in Toasted Cheese, Thrillers, Killers, and Chillers, and Daily Love. Sue Beth walked up and socked me one right there in front of the Jesus statue at Christ the Redeemer Presbyterian. Reckon I could have turned the other cheek when her nutball mama socked me one earlier, but I ain't Jesus. Her mama's cheek got turned instead with my fist. For consistency's sake and such forth, Sue Beth got the same. Dang, Cicely Ray, that's just mama's way of saying looky here. Well, how am I supposed to look anyplace else when she's socking me? Huh, I never thought of that. That girl ain't right in the head, probably on account of getting socked in it. I gotta find a new church. Our feature story this week is Go Beep by Aaliyah Whiteley. Aaliyah lives in Cambridgeshire, England with her husband and daughter. She's got one novel, Light Reading by Pan Macmillan Press, and she's had a few appearances here on the Drabblecast before, back in episode 74, Witchcraft and the Harem, and way back in episode 43 with her story Jelly Park, which listeners voted 2007's best story in the Drabblecast People's Choice Awards. You can find those in our episode archives at GardenStreet.org forward slash Archive. The link will be in our show notes. So without further ado, Go Beep by Aaliyah Whiteley. I'm a fan of Nirvana. I mean, I'm a fan of the band, rather than a fan of the concept. Although, hey, what's not to like about the idea of being no longer subject to torture over the fires of greed, hatred, and delusion? Free from all suffering. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. But if I really wanted to be free of everything that makes us human, then I probably wouldn't dig bands like Nirvana anymore. And that would be bad. Then I wouldn't be me anymore. I have a lot of thoughts like this. Mandy says I talk too much, and she's right. She's right about everything. I mean, she wouldn't be my girlfriend if she didn't have that mystical ability to put her finger on the universe and say, Hey, this is a work in progress, guys. It's left wanting. We're the happiest couple that ever lived. And that is not hyperbole. That is fact. I should say, we were the happiest couple that ever lived. Until the event that was the beep song. It started on a Sunday morning. It always felt to me like nothing could ever go wrong then. Your parents go out for a walk, there's some old film on TV set in a time before people started shouting at each other as the usual means of communication. And although nobody worships anything anymore, there's that churchy feel to the street if you sit out on the porch. Mandy was meant to be coming over and I was waiting for her, listening to the sprinklers hiss and getting the occasional hit of the sweet smell of barbecue chicken from number 48. Gary came out of his house opposite and saw me there and we waved at each other in that kind of cool, like I see you but I'm chilled out about it type of way, and he wandered over and asked if I wanted to jam for a while, and I said yes. Gary and I are in a band, we're called Lexington Air Disaster. We thought we needed more people for a band, so for a long time we would always say we were looking for a bass player, but a bass player never turned up, and then we found out about the White Stripes, so now Gary plays bongos and I play lead guitar and sing. I don't have a good voice, but hey, the world is full of good voices, and I'm offering a different kind of experience, you know? The kind where it's not Whitney or Brittany or crap like that. You can experience real pain from my voice. My mom told me that. So anyways, we were working on our new song, Black Smut, when Mandy came by on her bike with her skirt blowing up in the wind and her hair all gelled back, looking awesome. And she said to us, have you guys heard it? What? we said. Well, I said, because Gary doesn't really talk to Mandy because he gets too embarrassed and says dumb things, so he says it's better if he plays the strong, silent type. It's on every channel, she said. So we went inside, and the old movie that had been on the TV was gone, and instead there was this enormous pink ball on the screen against a flashing background, except it had a face. A really cute little japanese style happy face. The eyes all wide and blue and beautiful. And it was bouncing along to this beat, this music, that really got into your head and you couldn't shake it out again. It made you want to bounce along with it. And the lyrics scrolled along on the bottom of the screen, followed by a little pink ball with a happy face that bounced on the word that you were meant to sing in every line. And that word was beep.
0: If you're really cute Goobie. If you like soft fruit Goobie. If you play the newt Goobie,
1: I dragged my eyes off the screen and saw Mandy and Gary both mouthing along, shrugging their shoulders and nodding their heads. I figured it was only a matter of time before they started bouncing too. The next verse was even more catchy. I felt tiny bubbles rise up inside me, pink, glorious happiness growing and growing, and I wanted to beep too. More than anything else in the world. I wanted to beep too. If you own a dog, if you've eaten frog, if you've worn a clog. And that's when it hit me. The Beep song wasn't a good thing. It wasn't right to be feeling this way just because some cutesy cartoon character told me to. I wondered where the song could have come from. I thought of all the huge corporations out there, boardrooms filled with people all working away on producing something like this so they could use it all to sell shampoo and make us all vote Republican. If you're thirty-five, if you've grown a child,
2: Ruby. if
1: you feel alive, Ruby, and I knew then that it was the most evil song I had ever heard. And I've listened to Led Zeppelin albums backwards. I mean, I'm no stranger to musical evil, but this beat everything else hands down. It came direct from Satan, this feeling of bouncy, beepy happiness. It was not the way the world was meant to be. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. But I turned off the television. Hey, said Gary and Mandy at the same time. Mandy even tried to get the remote off me but I pushed her back and told them that we were witnessing the beginning of mind control by the governments or the corporations or by aliens. I didn't know but we had to fight back. We had to stay away from the television and the web and the radio. We couldn't take the chance that we'd lose our minds to the beep. So we sat in the house instead. There wasn't a lot to say after the first half hour. Have you ever sat with friends in total silence? I mean, no tunes, no background noise at all? Pretty soon it becomes hard to even swallow without it sounding like a gunshot. My parents never came back from their walk. Maybe they decided to go to the park and stay out for lunch. They did that kind of thing sometimes. But maybe not. Maybe something more sinister was happening. We had cheese sandwiches and Doritos for lunch. We cracked open some beers and lit a couple of ciggies around three. It must have been past five when we saw the first pink ball car. It drove down the road, honest to whatever deity you chose to worship. A bubble car with Go Beep written down the side in black, and the guy driving it had the scariest, emptiest smile I have ever seen in my life. He slowed down and waved at us when he saw us watching and he was dead behind the eyes. And then he started to throw little pink bouncy balls out of the car window, and they bounced all around crazily all over the street, like an explosion in a soft play area or a cluster bomb. No word of a lie. It was deeply terrifying. I told everyone to get in the garage. No way, said Mandy. And then she said she'd had enough of fooling around and she was going out to see what the pink balls were all about. I grabbed her around the waist and got her on the floor and Gary sat on her for a while. And that was when she got really pissed, pushed him off and kneed us both in the privates. Before we'd recovered, she'd left. My Mandy, lost to the beep song, walking around in the pink balls, thinking everything was a okay and life was great and I couldn't take the thought of it. I had to do something. I had to act, it was obvious, the only way to bring everybody back was through counter-attack. I'd use the music. I plugged in my guitar, and Gary broke out his bongos, and we laid down a few versions of Black Smut, then uploaded it on iTunes. We put it on our website and we tweeted and Facebooked about it. We even put a quick promo video on YouTube. Gary wanted to search to see if the beep song was on it and how many hits it had, but I told him it was too risky. After we'd done all that, we decided to go back to the house. But when we looked through the window, out along our street in the soft fading light of the dusk, we realized just how bad it had become in just one day. Everyone was outside. I mean everyone who lives on our street, and some people I didn't recognize. They were standing around outside with little pink balls in their hands, and I swear to God they were all singing the beep song together.
0: If your pants are blue, if your heart is true, if a train goes chew. Tasty treat. If you want to eat,
1: try the new Beep Sweet. So it finally made sense. Those pink balls contained sweets. It was a new form of viral advertising, an infection. And everybody wants to get it, to feel like everyone else. And so we're all buying the product, and we'll all be eating these beep sweets forever. I wonder what they taste like," said Gary. So I slapped him around a little bit, and when he came to his senses, we went up to my bedroom and wired up the big speakers. And we played our song live, down on those people, so loud that they couldn't have even heard themselves singing anymore. We played them the gloriousness that is black smut. I even improvised a few relevant verses, which I thought were kind of better than what we'd had, but that's the creative process for you. They stopped singing. They looked up at my bedroom window and I could see them coming back to reality, frowning and wondering what they were doing in the middle of the street. even got the high note at the end right. By now, everybody had ditched the beep-sweet bubbles and were raising their fists up to my window, just like I'd hoped. It was the best feeling in the universe. The street was back to normal, shouting and moaning and telling me to turn the goddamn volume down. I even spotted my parents in the crowd, how my dad was pulling that face he makes whenever he's grounding me. Gary and I did a high-five. The street was saved, and we were all over the web, too. So it was only a matter of hours before the entire universe was saved. And we had done it, all by ourselves. We were officially awesome. But in the midst of our private celebration, before my dad stormed into the bedroom and ordered Gary home and told me I wasn't getting any chicken dinner that night, my thoughts turned to Mandy. Oh, Mandy, as Barry Manilow had once said, Mandy, you gave in to the beep song. Can I ever forgive you? Of course, the answer to that question was yes. But it turns out she hasn't been so eager to forgive me, given that I wrestled her to the ground and got my best friend to sit on her. So we're talking to each other and thinking about maybe getting some counseling. That was her idea, and we'll work through it. She'll be mine again. Oh yes, she will be mine. So this morning, I'm just sitting out on the porch before school and the world is back to normal and nobody even seems to remember the beep song. Maybe that's how it should be. We are meant to be miserable boys and girls. We are meant to be angry and lonely and screwed up and not popping happy little beep sweets. Remember that next time something really good happens to you. We are not living in nirvana. We are living according to the lyrics of nirvana. We like to sing along, and we like to shoot our guns, but we don't know what it means. And that is as deep as I'm going to get on the subject. Oh yeah, I saved your asses, people. I black-smutted your asses out of viral marketing hell. I am a rock god. And on that note, I tell you that it is time for double math, and I urge you to be strong. Peace. story. Hope it stifled your innate urge to go beeping, you cute little frog-eating, loot playing Republicans. Hey, you like audio fiction, right? Of course you do. Well, here's a little promo for something called the Audio Market List, started by our very own forum mod and scary Halloween story author, Kevin No-J Anderson. I think the promo, done by the zany Doonstief guys Rish Outfield and Big Anklevich, pretty much says it all.
3: Hi! This is Rish Outfield. And Big Anglovich here to talk about the Audio Market List, an online resource you need to check out. Oh, I I checked it out long ago. Good stuff. No, I mean the people listening to this commercial need to check it out. Whoops. Um, Hey, can we start again? No time. Sorry. Uh, The Audio Market List is a collection of fiction markets on the internet who will air author's work and podcast it in both paying and non-paying formats. It's the first and largest market list exclusively dedicated to audio fiction and includes links to writing workshops, conventions, podcasts on writing, and author associations. Author associations, that's a mouthful. But what do you you call it when words in a sentence all start with the same? Alliteration, Rish. Can you just read what's in front of you? Sorry. Can can we start over, do you think? No. The uh, audio market list won a truly useful site award from Predators and Editors, and it features frequent updates about contests, new markets, and newsworthy notes from Fiction Audio sources. It's free, with no membership required, and it's packed with absolutely no MSG. Rish, what did I tell you about... It says it right here! No MSG! Oh, I thought you were just... Um, do you think we can start again? Definitely. Just read one more line. Oh, so check it out at www.audiomarketlist.com Thanks. Okay, take two, go. Hi, this is Rish Outfield. And Big Anglovich here to talk about the audio market list.
1: Good stuff. It's a great resource. Do check it out. And speaking of great resources, that brings us to this week's kick-ass donor of the week. Sean Inglis. Sean describes himself as a nocturnal, terrapine, radiophile, and telephobe. 44 years old, mostly arms and legs in appearance, and works stitching together IT systems so old it almost qualifies as forensic archaeology. He's married to Debbie, who's something of an expert in the gentle psychological manipulation of schools and businesses into better performance. Consequently, he spends most of his spare time trembling like a rat in a maze, fearing for his id. She's got a mind like a steel trap, he says. It's cute, though. They live in an old house on the highest hill in the area, swamped by moles, bats, screech owls, and according to John next door, a panther. He argues that the panther finds badgers tasty, and he's probably got a point since you never see any badgers. Hmm. Check out Debbie's school consulting work at www.square2.co.uk. Thanks, Sean and Debbie. You folks at home, you know it's easy to help out the Drabblecast, right? We've got support options linked off of our main page, Drabblecast.org. Your donations help us pay authors for their work, and we greatly appreciate whatever you can give. Alright, moving on to this week's 100-character Twobble story winner, Mr. Logistic Vantra Shell of Lob, with this concise and ephemeral little story. Me? Of course I remember. I was eating lunch, fresh tuna, when I got the news that the president had been unassassinated. Got Twitter? Follow us at the Drabblecast. Don't got Twitter? Try writing a story with exactly 100 characters anyways. Post it in our discussion forums. Maybe yours will get picked for next week's show. Okay, last but not least, we want to thank the person who did this week's awesome episode art. A shout out to Nirvana and Hieronymus Bosch, Lizanna Hurd. Liz's art has appeared in Doonstief, Expanded Horizons, and Clone Pod, and her stories can be heard or seen at the Drabblecast, Dune Doonstief, Clone Pod, Toasted Cheese, and Expanded Horizons. She raises butterflies in her living room and teaches a class about dinosaurs, but sometimes wishes it was the other way around. Check out her site, The Big Purple Couch, which you'll find linked in our show notes, which has links to her art, stories, and her podcast novel, Apparition. Alrighty, folks, we'll catch you next week. Remember, the Travelcast is produced under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial No Derivatives License, which means don't change any of it, don't sell any of it, but share it all you like. Our staff is made up of co editors Kendall Marchman, Luke Coddington, and yours truly, Norm Sherman, reminding you to go beep for a tasty treat.
0: Take ten egg yolks and whisk them in Egg yolk, egg yolk, egg yolk, whisk it in Egg yolk, egg yolk, egg yolk, whisk it in Egg yolk, egg yolk, egg yolk, whisk it in Egg yolk, egg yolk, egg yolk yolk. Three cups whipped cream in a skillet Mix it extract Into ramekins Strain the mixture Gently place into the oven Cover baked dish until custards are set. If center's wobbly it's not quite done yet. Refrigerate for an hour or two or until custards chilled all the way through. Way through, way through chilled all the way through.
2: Way through, way through chilled all the way through. Way
0: through, way through chilled all the way through. Way through, way through caramelize on the surface till it's golden brown in color honey mustard